Hi, and welcome to another episode of that podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Bo. It's been a long while, Bo. How are you? Been doing all right. I've been on a very busy spell lately. So I've I've kind of taken a break from both that podcast and Astrocast just to make sure that I could stay up to date on a couple of the projects that I've been working on lately. How about you? I'm good. I'm really good, actually. I'm just happy. I've said it to a few people. I don't know. Um, I don't think we've spoken since the summer, have we? Or have we? It's been a while. I think it's been at least a month or so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, since the summer, um, I don't know whether it was the summer or, or holidays that reset myself, myself a little bit. Um, but I think once we got back into sort of the routine after the summer and the kids are back at school, um, I've just been... I've been fitting in most of the things I needed to get done, done, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I've managed, yeah. I've started fitting in some exercise. I'm eating healthier. I'm getting my work done. I'm getting some time to myself. All the kids' activities are still mayhem, um, mm-hmm. but we are getting everything done, if that makes sense. It'd be nice to get a bit more side project type time. Um, and I was speaking to Daniel Carp about it earlier today as well. Um, I think realistically if i want to do anything like side projects I, I i need to decide how much of my own like downtime i need to, i'd like to sacrifice and at the minute it always sounds like a good idea like oh just an hour a week is nothing you know but then when it actually comes you know the choice of right i could play a bit of playstation i could watch some tv <laughs> read my book or do that side project i'm a bit like leaning towards the former all the time yeah. um, but it's not a bad thing you know um I'm doing a full-time job, so I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Um, I think, um, so I'm in a happy place, definitely. Um, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. The whole family mentioned- seems happy as well. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's been nice now that Luke is back in school. Um, not not because he's not around, but just because for everybody, like having a schedule is helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, just knowing that from day to day, at least during the week, things are going to happen in a certain order. It's no surprises. There's no wondering. There's no, usually no gotchas. If they are, if there are going to be changes, it's usually planned well in advance. Like we're going to, we're, we have Friday off this week, uh, which we actually do. Like they're going to play Brawl Stars and I'm going to work. If <laughs> We just know that's what's going to be, what's going to happen. So I, I have been enjoying that. Um, but also I've been traveling a lot since school started. So that's, I think that's helped me a bit because when I'm not on the road, it's really good for me to be able to focus when I am home. Um, so that's, I think that's been the thing that I've been enjoying the most this school year so far is just there's stability and, you know, they, uh, the family has stuff to do if I'm not around. Like, like if I leave in the middle of summer, sometimes they can get really bored. <laughs> so yeah. this way, this way they're not. You mentioned books. Um, I don't remember if we've talked about it on that podcast, but I know you and I have talked about it. Uh, but I'd read all of the Black Company novels. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's like some uh, can't can't remember exactly how to describe it. It's like really dark fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's the the magic rules and things like that are different, and it's really cool, like world building stuff. Um, and that was one of my. Uh, gamer communities was like their the guild was based around the black company and i was going back to their forums which i do pretty frequently they're pretty quiet these days but i just realized that there's a new there's a new book and so yeah so i just finished reading that um i think i read it in like four days which is probably a record for me uh but i was super into it it was a lot of fun so 
I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody with a, a weak stomach, <laughs> but if, if anyone else is looking for some hardcore, uh, gritty, military-based uh, fantasy, uh, it's definitely an interesting series of books. Yeah, they're, they're actually on my radar. I haven't read them, um, but I, I'm a big fan of the Malazan Empire books and mm-hmm. um, frequently on Reddit, um, the Black Company would come up as peop- uh, as a recommendation for people who finished all of the Malazan books. Uh, mm-hmm. I just haven't got around to it. Uh, yeah. My reading's actually been quite slow recently because uh, I am reading. Uh, I'm reading The Hunt by Rebecca J. Marshall. Mm. Uh, I'm about halfway through, uh, and I'll be honest, this is going to sound awful. I don't mean it in an awful way, but I am treating it a little bit like a chore, um, she told me not to worry about spelling mistakes and grammatical errors and stuff, but part of me thinks it's just ridiculous for me to read through the whole thing and not to jot them down for her to be able to go and fix. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of, it feels a little bit disjointed when I'm, I'm reading the book, I get to an error and what I have to do is I, I put the book down and then I jot down where it is and, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's frustrating to, Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't can't bother to write that one down. And then I actually feel guilty because at some point, you know, Rebecca's going to have to go through all of that and do all of that. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And and to be clear for the listeners, this is your wife, right? This is my wife. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's the author of a book. Yes. Okay. um, I I knew that she was doing the writing thing. I was going to ask you about like, what is it? Nano Mo or Nano Rano Mo or. Yeah. No, I mean, it started out that way. Nano Rimo. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah. this has been in the work for nearly three years now. Um, mm-hmm. She's she's actually now... So my mum has read it completely. Um, I'm over halfway through, um, just on a bit of a go slow. Um, and Rebecca's back to editing. Um, I say editing. She's already been through a couple of edits, and now, but now she's going back with a bit more zeal. She's ad- adding uh, chapters, and she's actually quite feeling quite positive about it now uh, it's really That's good awesome. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it she she should be really proud she's not she's you know she's still in the sort of she's quite positive about the work in that she's positive about the work she's doing as in she feels good about how it's going but she's still mm-hmm. convinced that nobody will ever read it and all that kind of stuff uh, so yeah so i mean um in the coming i need to pull my finger out a little bit and get some sort of uh website set up uh, to be honest I, I really can't be bothered with wordpress websites and things anymore <laughs> I'm, I'm in a really strange position of i always want to own my content so i don't like things like medium for example mm-hmm. but then i also really don't want to have to set up wordpress sites and install themes and then the themes are never yeah. quite right or you can buy a theme for 90 dollars, which is great but it comes with five thousand types of page and the links are everywhere and you've got to i only have four pages to begin with or whatever <laughs> you know um mm-hmm. so yeah uh, that's where we're at with that um nice well i've been i've been uh i've been curious about that because i know that she's been sort of quiet in a sense like about what she's doing um at least that's my 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 impression so far is like she didn't have anything really that she wanted to share with anybody that was big so the fact that she's like finished like i'm excited about that because <laughs> i do yeah. i know that she's been working on it so that's pretty cool yeah she's um she she's she was at a point where we considered it finished enough for myself and my mum to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, she might have given a copy to somebody else. I'm not sure. Um, but she herself felt like there were a few weaker points and a few places where the, the story needed beefing up a bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then we need to do, start doing things like getting somebody else to edit it. Um, 
so proper mm-hmm. copy editing and then there are proper editors who know about you know the structure of stories and how they should go i mean i know about three things like the three acts or whatever that is yeah and, and but you know really serious stuff um mm-hmm. yeah cool i'm excited awesome. for it. yeah she engages with um sort of writers on the twitter and things like that um they have some cool stuff actually and so um I can't, I, I can't remember if it happens once or twice a year, but there's, um, they do this thing where as a writer, you, you put out like a, a one tweet, like pitch for your book. And then the idea is that uh, with the, I assume particularly hashtag. Um, and then the idea is that nobody's supposed to like your tweet. Um, well, not really supposed to like your tweet, but the idea is only, um, agents and whatever mm-hmm. they are they they follow the hashtag basically and they're buzzing yeah. around liking these tweets uh mm-hmm. so it's like a really sort of low impact way to pitch your idea to people cool. like i think i think the, the official term for doing the full-blown thing is called querying so you're like i guess i guess you're querying the book agents with your yeah pitch but this is mm-hmm. like the uh, the most low fidelity version of that uh, it's kind of cool so she did that um i don't think she got any likes from agents but there are thousands and thousands you know it's not like yeah uh, and, uh, and to be honest we're not really that worried anyway i mean i i'm 100 percent. she should be self-publishing um mm-hmm. she's a bit not sure um but yeah so but the fact that she did that is what i was uh it was good you know she's putting herself out there she's mm-hmm. advertising the fact that she has done this she has she's this is a thing that she's done so yeah, yeah it's cool cool yeah speaking of hashtag things um i tried to get the family into inktober this year um i posted a couple of my my pictures i posted one of luke's and then beck finally got on board as well but we both ended up or all three of us ended up sort of falling off uh falling off the schedule due to like travel and things like that. But I, we, we'd made a much better effort at it this year. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, I think everybody was excited to be able to like share things and people talk about them or whatever. So those kind of things are kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. I mean, was it, is something like that you're supposed to do every day? Yeah. So the idea of Inktober was every day you do something. So it doesn't have to be like a full piece. It could just be like a little scribble or whatever, but the idea is that it's kind of like the, I think that's what the the writer thing is in November, right? Where you um, write a little bit something every day, like but just you to can, make it. It's more. I think it's that you have to hit a certain target in words in a month. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's like I believe people plan up until and then they're going to write the first. Yeah, I think I think the the thirty thousand words is classed as mm-hmm. the novel, uh, so that's what mm-hmm. you're aiming for. Okay, uh, but I mean, it's it's one of those where it's just a target, yeah. a milestone. I think thing with like some with something like Inktober, it's probably better just to say, okay, we're going to try and do four out of seven days of you know. Yeah, yeah. As as you, I actually had to have that conversation with Luke because he was starting to feel like you know, you oh yeah, you got to do it or whatever. It's like you know, I I don't want I didn't want him to feel like he had to. Yeah. Uh, so it was very much, you know, the discussion about this is this, the idea is to be excited about it, that, you know, you're looking forward to it and just that you're practicing, you know, you want to do something every day just to get better at it. Um, so we, 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 we had fun with it. Um, you know, it's still sort of mid October ish so we could maybe get back into the swing of things I have on my bullet journal to do 14, 15 and 16, 
<laughs> so um, and each day that goes by, I add the, another day on it. So we'll see how it actually goes. But um, that's been something we've been doing. So that was kind of that was kind of fun for like a family activity. Yeah, looks uh, cool. So like I did a bunch of things since the last time we recorded. I think the the most recent thing was the Laravel certification training, uh, which actually was that was a really interesting experience because <laughs> I I've done um, I've done like one day workshops and half day workshops before, but this was like you know I, I knew what the certification was like I knew what the, the questions and answers were, so I had a pretty good idea of what topics I had to cover. Uh, but it was essentially the Laravel docs. <laughs> like there was a little bit of pretty much everything that had to be covered Correct. in it and yeah. covering the the broadness of Laravel in three days was a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a good experience. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work since it was the first one. Uh, it's the first time I tried material like that. Um, yeah, we, we had 10 attendees. Um, I'm hoping that we can find some way to get like some sort of analytics to see how many of them actually try to get the certification, uh, but then like how successful they are. Because ultimately, that's the value out of this is people who wanted to get certified that they can actually get certified. You know, it's the highest priority. Uh, but I also spent a lot of time talking about just like general uh, general programming concepts and object design things like I'd say a, a good bulk of the people had used Laravel before, had general idea about what Laravel is used for. They've they've actually created sample projects or whatever, um, but they were really used to like newing up new objects in controllers, and just the the idea of what is a service provider and what would you put there and why would you do that instead of just saying new guzzle client inside the controller. Um, it was, it was, it was interesting to sort of see the, I wasn't sure what kind of people we'd get if they'd be like new newbie programmers or newbie Laravel people, but we actually had a wide variety and I actually did. I felt like I did a fair amount of just general object design stuff uh, because Laravel uses all of that. I know that sometimes people can give Laravel a, a rough time about how it uses certain patterns or whatever. But at the same time, you know, if you aren't doing dependency injection at all or don't understand it, then you're losing out on a lot of the benefits that you can get from the container. Uh, so it reminded me of like the, the Silex days back in the day of trying to tell people which things go in boot <laughs> versus mm-hmm. which things go in register or whatever the methods were for Silex. I can't even remember anymore. Uh, but it was very much like that. Like, um, it's very it was very broad so it was a, it was an interesting experience to you know work in that sort of environment so i'm looking forward to being able to do it again um, mm. have you done anything like that like i i know that you've done some talking i don't know if you've done any like training or something more substantial like that no nothing like that um i've not even been on not attended even anything like that really mm. yeah i've done i've i've done a couple of the symphony training sessions i attended one and I delivered one, um, but that that was they 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 had really refined that material um, and were able to like cut it down to like two days to do whatever, and you could like pick and choose which pieces you want. 
Um, so it wasn't like a, a broad, here's what you need to know. And here's every single thing in symphony. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this was, this was different. I don't know. Like it almost felt like either I need to trim a bunch and do more hands-on stuff, or it needs to be a five day thing <laughs> at least mm. to give people that hands-on ability and to like do a deep dive on each particular feature. Were there a set of prerequisites for attendees like? Um, we didn't actually set those out, yeah. uh, mostly I mean, because that could, be, that could be part of it. You know, if, yeah. if, if attendees are expected to be familiar with the, the bare basics of routing, right. getting things out of the container, even if they're not configuring it, you know, yeah. uh, the bare basics of blade and all, all those things and eloquent, yeah. then you can no. be ex- then you can expect to go into the deeper stuff in in the course. I don't know. Yeah. So that so part of part of this first trial run was seeing what kind of people actually joined. Like who was looking for training for the certification. You know, we weren't sure if it was like Magento developers who, you know, they've just inherited a, a Laravel project, so now they need to learn Laravel, but they've never done any PHP that involved composer. Yeah. Or you know, we had a couple of people, it turned out, that have been using Laravel since Laravel 4. Um, I just wanted to make sure that they knew everything that was going to be on the test before they actually took it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in my mind, that's a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome, in, in a sense. Like, like everybody there was certain they didn't know enough to take the test, or they weren't sure if they knew enough to take the test. Um, and I think that's why they were there. They just wanted to make sure they felt confident. So now that I know sort of, you know, we didn't end up with anybody who didn't know PHP, for example. Yeah. Um, almost everybody was on PHP uh, 7.1 at least, if not 7.2, um, except one person who was on 5.6 because they had to be for their, their work project. But for the, for the sake of this, they were able to use PHP 7.3 or 7.2. So I, I don't know. Now that we have a better idea of kind of the people who more than just an email address that says, yeah, I'm interested in this. Now we kind of have a better idea of like the demographics um, and the materials there now. So that like, if we wanted to do like a day just on eloquent, uh, we could probably do like a training on eloquent sort of like the eloquent certification side of things, um, as opposed to having to go through, you know, the whole thing. So there's a, there's a lot of really cool uh, potential Opportunities. there. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's been, that's been the thing that's been looming for me for a little while. I've had my my couple. I have my big project that I'm working on. I have another project I'm working on, and then that. So it's been a it's been a very hectic summer for or end of summer anyway, with a lot of travel and stuff like that. So for your, uh, are you are you wanting to talk about any side projects that you're thinking about or anything? Uh, uh, no, not right now. Nothing on that sort of side of things. I could tell you a couple of things I'm interested in. Um, I don't know if we've talked about masterclass.com on the show before, um, but yes, today, yet again, it sort of like flashed across my radar and I've, I've so many times I've sort of been tempted to dip in mm-hmm. uh, and I think I'm going to do it. Um, I think it's 200 pounds. I don't know what it is in probably $200, the, the way the exchange rates were going these days um, for the, for a year to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that um, they're not going to be much of a sort of, they're not going to be detailed courses, but they really are, you know, complete experts that you just don't really get the chance to learn from. In, um, yeah. Apparently most of the courses are about 20 lessons and lessons average about 12 minutes. So I'm thinking that'd be, that'd be something nice for me to sit at lunch 
and do a lesson a day and i'd do all sorts um you know i mean i definitely like cooking stuff so there's gordon ramsay on there uh, wolfgang puck um some other people um all the film stuff so there's a scorsese um hans uh is it hans zimmer uh, the yeah the composer yep. uh, is he called a, is he a composer when you when you when you compose him yeah he must be i yeah. think so yeah yeah, I, I just um, saw Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller, <laughs> the the magic. Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, I would watch all of these. Um, so, and I, I spoke to Rebecca today. She probably likes some of the writing ones because uh, there's um, some authors on there. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the names, uh, like David Baldacci and Dan Brown and uh, other people. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I just thought I'd mention it because I, I could see the tab open there. So I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go and dive on that and uh, so next time we record i'll be able to tell you a little bit about whatever i'm learning to be a poker superstar or something like that nice cool and recently i went on a weekend course uh, to make an axe hmm. um so i went to this um this is about a 40 minute drive um there's a little house in the country and he, he had a, a garage that he turned into his forge and he was um it's what he did he did acu- he was an acupuncturist and blacksmith um so he did um commissions so he'd be making knives axes for people but he also did these courses uh, and you can go for a weekend and forge an axe um and i just did it as something fun to do i thought it'd be cool um whenever i read those fantasy books you talk about Mm -hmm. um a lot of them have some kind of weapon sort of law if you like and Mm -hmm. they talk about for i mean even in the one of the most recent uh, Avengers Marvel films with you know Thor was having these it was an axe wasn't it being made and things like I, I'm always quite interested in that kind of thing um, so yeah I, I fancied giving it a go um, nice. it was it was really good fun uh, it was ridiculously hot now I thought it was going to be hot but when I when we turned up and I saw that we're in a garage so with big like double doors that open and this small forge you know it's a small forge for a garage it's like for two people to use max you know um mm-hmm. but it was i think it said it averages about 10 degrees uh celsius hotter in the garage than it did outside mm-hmm. so yeah that was it was hot um <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as hard as i thought it was in terms of hard work um we were only working a fairly small piece of steel um so you do need to give it some force with a hammer, but nothing to the extent where, I mean, I work at a desk all day, as you know, um, I do sports and stuff, but usually if I, for example, were doing gardening for a full day, my I'd be a bit achy by the end of it, you know, but yeah. I didn't really feel that with this. Um, I could tell I'd done something, but I wasn't overly tired. But so anyway, yeah, so I've, we, we started off with literally just a block of steel uh, two blocks of steel because we had tool steel to go as, as the actual blade edge. And yeah, and over two days, I I whacked it with a hammer load. I drifted it, so that means like um, punching a hole through it, you know, to put the handle in. Right. Uh, and it was just just really cool. And I, I, I was really chuffed with that. It, it could have been a bit neater, mine. Um, and that was just because really um, I had the chance to smooth it out and stuff, but I didn't really appreciate where we were in the process. And I was just like, I think I'm done. He's like, yeah, it's good enough for me. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and yeah, just really good fun. I'd go back and because uh, you can do same course. I can choose to do a knife. Um, so you can make a Bowie knife or a chef's knife or a um, 
a bushcraft knife. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing that sometime. Although the friend I went with, um, we'd both like to make uh, long bows as well. Mm. Um, a bit more involved that I think, and a bit more expensive yeah. to go on. But is it um, the same same person? Or is that no, different? it'd be somewhere else to go. Okay. I think uh, it's quite a different. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it might be different, but I also thought maybe it was part of the same set of courses. Yeah, no, I, as far as I know, they don't offer it there, but they do. Okay. Uh, it was a man, husband and wife, or partners, uh, and they did acupuncture. They did, uh, she was um, into sort of hairbology and things, so she did those kinds of courses, and he did the blacksmithing. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I, have, I now have this little axe uh, in the garage. I don't really have any wood to chop or anything like that, but it's cool just to have and be pleased with, you know. Nice. Yeah, I I went to this. This is going to tie in honest. Um, I went to explore DDD this year. Um, I actually went as an attendee, and uh, one of our past guests, Emily Stamey, was speaking there, and uh, sh- she has a hobby of throwing axes, uh, which sounds like it could be a lot of fun. But I, I'd be scared; I'd hurt myself <laughs> a little bit. I'm sure you've got to practice a little while before you actually start throwing them really hard but is that something you're into as well or it's not but i'm familiar with it um, and it's getting bigger as well um Mm -hmm. in fact the the blacksmith guy said um because of the growing popularity in that he's getting more and more business because people are either commissioning him to make their own custom axe for their axe throwing or people are wanting to come on the course to make an axe to forge an axe because of the axe throwing but yeah Mm -hmm. it's quite a lot that goes into it um like obviously the way you're throwing it um but also judging the distance because you know it could be uh, my understanding is you know a half step forward could be the difference between it actually sticking in something or just whacking it and fall, you know because yeah the amount of rotations you've got to fit in before you hit your target mm-hmm. um, it's quite interesting to think about yeah um, sounds like also gravity like if you throw up you know it, it like yeah. if you throw which angle you throw it at as well can have an impact on all that so it seems like it could actually be pretty cool yeah it does look fun i I know a friend of mine from hockey he went on the stag do and they did it for the stag do and that's i actually saw a video on instagram and he's a he's quite a cocky guy is rob um and he i'd say he's almost he's almost unfairly quite lucky in some respects and um Mm. I saw a video of him, and the the there was a lady who was there who was organizing the their party at this axe throwing. She was explaining this, 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 and he actually stopped her and said, "I wouldn't say rudely, but it was a little. It was a little bit rude from what I could see." He said, "He said, he says, can I just throw it?" <laughs> <laughs> and she went, she went, "Okay, go on then." And he did, and it went right in the middle of the target. <laughs> his first go he just threw his arms up and walked off like a mic drop there, so, yeah. that is awesome <laughs> yeah but yeah i can imagine if i was there and especially if i was the, the first person to go and i had the axe in my hand and yeah and you know almost talking to the group the instructor and he's just mm-hmm. desperate to throw it yeah <laughs> i'd probably want to give it a chuck nice Cool. Well, uh, I think we need to keep this one kind of short this time. Um, I'm coming up on doing my first AstroCast in a while. So almost since the last time we recorded, it's the last time I did an AstroCast. So I've been itching to get back to it, but I haven't had the time. So uh, I finally, I kind of like made myself do this, even if I wasn't ready. <laughs> I just, yep. I, I needed to get it done. So I'm going to be doing that in a couple of minutes here. Um, did you have anything else that you had on your no, list? 
No, I'm I, all good. If you want to, uh, let's let's get cracking with your astrocasts. Yeah. So I had a couple of other things, but I think maybe we could talk about them next time. Hopefully, we'll be more in a um, swing this time around and kind of keep going. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, this Wednesday nights were always good for me. Um, yeah. But so let's try and get get into the rhythm again. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's keep this one short and call this one a wrap. You've been listening to That Podcast with Bo and Dave. You can find Bo on Twitter and Google Plus at Bo Simonson and Dave on Twitter at Dave Development. You can subscribe to this podcast and review it on iTunes. If you'd like to review us but don't feel like we've earned five stars, email us so that we can talk about your issues. You can also subscribe to this podcast with RSS from our website, thatpodcast.io. From our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter to get super secret extra content from Bo and Dave sent directly to your inbox. Like the music? You can thank Gorillo for allowing us to sample the track Dust Kingdom for our intro and outro. You can find Dust Kingdom and other tracks by Grillo at grillo.bandcamp.com, spelled G-R-I-L-L-O. 